Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We're working our way through the book of Galatians right now, and we've come up to chapter 2, verses 17 through 21. And we're going to read all of this, but we're not going to make it through all of these verses today because Paul is here setting the groundwork for his continued argument about the Christian's relationship to the law and our justification based on Christ, not the law, and all of these different things. So we're going to take our time getting through this section, but we're going to read all of it each time we come back to it. So let me pray for us, and then we'll jump in. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We ask that you would strengthen us by your word, that we might understand your word, that we might believe your word, Indeed, that your spirit might work faith in us, that we might look to Christ and find our salvation in him and him alone. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. This is what Paul writes in verses 17 through 21 of chapter 2 of the book of Galatians. But if, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So here, Paul is responding, it seems, to some objection that some may have been making or must have been making about his teaching. And he's been doing this all through Galatians up to this point, and it's hard to tell exactly what the objections were. Here, this one has to do with somehow Christ being a servant of sin. Paul, Paul's answering this rhetorical question that comes from what he has just said in Galatians 2, 15 and 16, that if if us being justified in Christ, if us looking to him, Paul says, if, if, if we Jewish people looking to Jesus for our justification, if in doing that we're found that we also are sinners, if, if somehow we're, we're the ones that are sinners, which of course all of sin falls short of the glory of God, then is Christ nothing more than a servant of sin? Is, is he just an excuse to sin? I mean, that's essentially what the question is here. Is Jesus and this whole gospel of grace and, and all of these different things that Paul's laying out, these doctrines of justification by grace alone through faith alone, if that's true, then is this really just kind of a way to get away with sinning? Making Christ a, a servant of sin. Paul says... Absolutely not. By no means. Certainly not. Meganoitats, that Greek phrase that he often uses to answer these rhetorical questions that are positing something ridiculous. And then he often, when he uses that phrase, he, he provides an explanation, and he does that here as well. He says in verse 18, For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. 
Now, he's setting the stage here for what he's going to dive into in chapter 3, where we're going to read things like, why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made, and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. And then he goes on to talk about why the law was given. And he says in verse 24, the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. See, what Paul is laying out here is that, no, if I'm found to be a sinner, that doesn't make Jesus a servant of sin, really quite the contrary. If I turn to the law again, if I rebuild what I've torn down, that is the law, then I prove myself to be a transgressor. Why? Because I'm not letting the law do what it was given to do. If I continue to try to cling to the law for my justification, if I look to, to my works and, and look to, to my obedience to the law, if you look to your obedience to the law, that's when you're making yourself a transgressor. And, and it's really a twofold transgression. One, because you're not going to obey the law perfectly. You're going to be in sin. That's what the law is going to show. That's what it was designed to show. But also... When we look to the law for our justification, then we're denying the very purpose of the law. The law wasn't given for our justification. The law is not of faith. It, it wasn't given. It can't justify. If it could, then that's how we would be justified. But it can't. It was given for a different purpose. It was given, Paul tells us later, in order to be our tutor until Christ came. The law was given to show us our sin, to drive us to Christ, to show us our need for a Savior, and to point us to Him. So, if we go back to the law, if we turn from Jesus, to whom the law and the prophets bear witness, if we turn from justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, if we turn from that to whom the law points, then we are actually transgressing the law at an even deeper level because we're refusing to let it have in us what it was created to do to us. We're, we're refusing to let it have that effect. We're refusing to let the law serve its function, and we're trying to make the law do something that it can't actually do. This is what Paul means when he says, for if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Then he adds in verse 19, for through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. In other words, by taking the law seriously, by understanding what its actual function was, what its actual purpose was, I died to it. I, I quit relying on it for my salvation. I quit relying on it for my justification, Paul says. By taking the law seriously, I died to seeking my justification in my obedience to the law. Because the law was pointing me to something else. The law was actually pointing me 
to a God who is merciful and gracious and abounding in steadfast love. How can we say that? Well, let's read again Exodus 34, 6. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. The law itself presents God as one who is merciful, as one who is gracious, as one who is compassionate, as one who is forgiving, but who is justly forgiving. He doesn't just ignore our guilt. Christ actually paid for our guilt. If we take the law seriously, if we let the law have its effect in us, we die to it because that's what it was designed to do. It was designed to lead us to Jesus. It was designed to put us to death that we might actually live to God, that we might stop approaching God as if we have some standing before him and rather approach God as if we need him to be as he is, as if we need him to actually be merciful toward us. See, when we don't let the law have that effect on us, we're transgressing it in the most profound way because we're not letting it have the divine effect it was supposed to have. We're not letting it have and serve the purpose in our life for which God gave it. We're saying, no, God, I can take your law and do something else with it. I can take your law and justify myself by my obedience, even though that's not why you gave it, even though that's not what you intended from it, even though what you intended was through the law for me to be driven to you and your mercy and call out to you to be compassionate and to be faithful to your covenants of promise. Even though that's what you intended the law to do, I can take it and use it for something else. So again, if we build up, what has been torn down, then we truly make ourselves transgressors. But when we let the law have its intended effect, we learn to go to God for mercy. And we live. Because that's what we find in Christ Jesus. The very one to whom the law was intended to drive us. In him, we find mercy in him we find grace because he fulfilled the law and he satisfied God's justice and we're united to him by faith. Might we learn to let the law have its intended effect? Might the Spirit do such a work in us that we might be driven to Christ and away from the law for our justification? Amen. Amen.